Alrighty folks, welcome back to the third episode. I know it's been a little while. I took off last Monday so I could celebrate me and my wife's anniversary, but that's all done and passed, and we're up to today, currently Monday, or as of this recording, Saturday, Sunday night. Now I know we all are thinking, what did he do on his anniversary? We practically did nothing, thanks COVID and being broke. But yeah, we just lounged around the house and, you know, did our thing. But yeah, here we are. Now, let's get into what we got today. First off, in this section is a little long. The death of Pat Patterson. He did have an histor historical career and he had noticeable works like the Royal Rumble and etc. But the big thing... And more so after he passed that I noticed that came up on Twitter that I didn't even know. I knew he was gay. I knew that for a few years, but I didn't know that he had a supposed, he was a supposed pedophile. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. There are various sources online. Well, I wouldn't really say sources. Interviews online. One that uh, comes to mind would have to be Rowdy Roddy Piper before he died. He was interviewed by a dude on YouTube. I can't remember his name, but I watch him all the time. He hasn't really aired anything in a long time, but Roddy Piper just seemed really disturbed when, he, when the interviewer asked him if him and Pat Patterson got along. You just have to watch the interview. I believe that little section of that interview is about two minutes long. You can watch it. But I was reading something online not long after that caught my attention. And uh, I want to read it to you guys. It is a little long. But, you know, bear with me here. If you don't want to listen to it, you can just skip ahead a few minutes. You'll probably find it. All right, here we go. This excerpt is from March 16th, 1992. Before I was born, maybe a little under a year, from the Wrestling Observer. Of course, it's Meltzer. But, I mean, hey, you get with what you got. All right. Wrestling Observer, March 16th, 1992. This is on the... This is on the supposed charges for Pat Patterson and another individual. And I've got a question for you guys after I read this. It's a little long, but, you know, here we go. While Vince McMahon's claim that Pat Patterson, Pierce Claremont, and Terry Gavin, Terry Joyle, re resignation wasn't an omission of any wrongdoing and blamed it on media pressure, the fact is, with the exception of a few newsletters and one radio show, no names had been mentioned in any stories. Indeed, if there was no substantiation in all of this and no more stories had broken, those names wouldn't have been known outside of hardcore wrestling circles and a few radio listeners. While the New York Post did break the story more than one week ago, the story Titan claimed to have lacked substantiation. There were no names mentioned either in that story 
or in the newsletter until Patterson and Garvin resigned last Monday. Patterson and Garvin were two of the names mentioned by Barry Orton on the Wrestling Insider radio show three weeks ago, but while McMahon claimed Patterson and Garvin resigned because of their love for the company and that the resignation wasn't asked for, ring announcers Mel Mc, ring announcer Mel McPhail was suspended at the same time. Uh, Phillips, whose name hadn't publicly come up anywhere in regards to this story, but people behind the scenes knew when stories went public, he would inevitably be linked to it. It was published at the same time Patterson and Garvin resigned. This seems to ruin the credibility that Patterson and Garvin acted on their own in this manner without any encouragement or that there is no substantiation to the charges. McMahon admitted several years ago that Phillips, who had been in wrestling for about 30 years, was dropped by the WWF, now WWE, and indicted with a disciplinary problem relating to the subject, but then he later took him back. I spoke with the two different friends on who owns a million-dollar company and another significant local lawyer and gave them both this situation going under the assumption that they knew their two key executives were innocent and now they would handle it. All said they defend on innocent employees, particularly a loyal vice president. In the face of unfair charges, given the same circumstances that McMahon alleged, both said they would, wouldn't have accompanied the resignation. McMahon said he had no choice in that Patterson and Garvin were going to refuse to come to work, so he had to accept their resignation. Almost nobody in the wrestling business that I've spoken to this week believes Patterson, at least, is really not part of Titan, although that is rumor that would naturally develop in a suspicious industry where everything is a work. That doesn't make it true. McMahon had taken a new strategy this past week. Seemingly admitting the company had made a serious major mistake, although not admitting to any of the mistakes in a specific manner other than saying in retrospect that Pearson Gulf War angle and snakebite angle may have been over the line and trying to position himself as the sympathetic babyface being taken down by what he alleges is a conspiracy. Steve, I don't know how to pronounce this, Steve Plentomacinta? was even quoted Monday in the Mexico City News that all steroids are a lot more widespread in the wrestling business, and that is kind of frightening. Uh, Steve admitted steroid use was still a problem and that it would take time to clean it up. Dan Deton, the reporter, who was a former pro wrestler in Canada and Mexico, did a column as part of his four-part series on steroid use in wrestling and said, If the public is just figuring out now that there is a problem with steroid use in wrestling, then the public is just plain stupid. Do you actually think people look at that naturally? Denton said steroids were an issue that needed to be addressed, but he felt recreational drug use was a bigger problem than steroids. He also said he was very disappointed in WCW's response to this issue. Okay, where'd I got lost? Okay. Oh, all right, all right, here we go. 
While McMahon is saying that, and he possibly may even believed it, it isn't true, although McMahon claimed he had his own investigation to prove out his theory. The problem is, is that McMahon ran a very dirty operation for many years. He encouraged rampant use of steroids, then denied it when time to come face it. And his leading star issued a denial, Hulk Hogan for those who don't know, that every wrestler that, who worked for the company. He didn't take action when certain situations took place, whether serious injury or jest that many took seriously, which made an awful lot of people believe that were homosexual harassment tied to the employment at the marginal, uh, marginal level and perhaps even in regards to a push. Even if that wasn't the case, I don't believe it was tied to a wrestler receiving a tap top position. There are enough people who have come forward with similar stories to make me think there are some, there's some smoke in the fire or at least belief in the wrestlers' minds, at least for the marginal, posi marginal position wrestlers. That kind of thing can't be hidden forever. When you throw in allegations by minors, at least three of whom have, who had come forward, and a lawsuit just filed two weeks ago by the would-be voice of the World Bodybuilding Federation. That is an overwhelming amount of that is an overwhelming amount of collaboration in such a short period of time that this was a company completely out of control in many different directions. When you tie these problems being apparently widespread, or at least knowledge of those problems being widespread, coupled with the fact that there are so many who believe that they had been stepped on that were working there at the time. This was all going on, and it's a testimony to just how close-knit the wrestling business is and the fear of power of Vince McMahon, and none of them had come out years ago. Ultimately, this is the best thing for pro wrestling. If the allegations are true, then certainly this type of activity would never be ignored in the future. In the long run, if McMahon sur survives the onslaught, and he almost surely will in order to survive, Many aspects of the business that were seen as simply part of the sleazy nature of wrestling will no longer tolerate, which will only make a better business for everyone. Ah, that was a mouthful. That was the end of the article. Now, when I read that article, the first thing that popped into my mind is if he was guilty of so-called pedophilia, why would he resign? If you were innocent, you, at least in my mind, if I was accused of something and I was innocent, I wouldn't resign based off of just an accusation. If people had evidence or it, the situation at hand wasn't really in my favor, I probably would resign. It would look better for the company and better for myself. Uh, I think something's fishy going on there. And it sounds like Vince was trying to protect Patterson and this Garvin individual. Now, I don't know what he, what he did or who decided to blab their mouth stating true or untrue. Uh, words, but uh, something does not seem right. Give me a second. 
had to drink take a drink of soda my voice is getting kind of dry yeah that just it seems odd and it always seems like stuff comes out about people either when they're the top star or they're released or you know they pass Yeah, it's really odd. But uh yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I can think of. Why would he resign if he knew nothing was wrong, if he knew he was being falsely accused? Alright, on to more basic stuff. Well not basic, current I should say. Uh, Vince supposedly lost it over Keith Lee not meeting his vision of athleticism. What is he wanting Keith Lee to do? Uh, move like the Big Show? Or the or gr- the Great Khali? Dude may be a bigger guy, but he can move really well. And he's good on the mic. I think he could be this generation's Owen Hart if he wanted to. I think Vince... Uh, uh, for those who aren't old enough Vince was really 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 uh, hated in the 90s and early 2000s but not the kind of hate that is going on around today we wouldn't have what we have now in terms of wrestling we wouldn't have AEW because they wouldn't have hired you know Cody Rhodes they wouldn't have hired Dusty Rhodes if it wasn't for Vince so technically if you want if you want anyone to thank for AEW yeah you can thank Cody the Young Bucks Tony Khan Chris Jericho whoever but if it wasn't for Vince McMahon making a majority of those people a household name there wouldn't be any of those companies there wouldn't be Impact or formerly TNA there probably wouldn't be any Ring of Honor or pro wrestling gorilla, I could go on and on li- listing different promotions, but uh, I don't think you guys want to hear that. The other thing, well, two more things. John Moxley lost the AEW Championship in a controversial way. People kept saying, "Oh, Kenny's going to take the title. Kenny's going to take the title," and you guys are right for those who thought that. I just thought it was going to be on a pay-per-view. I guess I'm just so inclined to watching WWE where the only time that anyone loses the title is on a pay-per-view. Well, this took us by surprise, didn't it? It took us by surprise. And the whole thing with Don Callis and and interjecting Impact Wrestling into it, I think that's actually really good storytelling. I just, I'm wanting to see where it goes from there. Uh, and, yeah, where, where will it go? We've already, He's already been to Impact once. It wasn't an actual in-ring debut. They just did a, a little video in like a, I don't know, like a trailer bus. And he's supposed to come back this upcoming Tuesday. For another appearance. It might be in ring. It might not. I don't know. 
I think they should keep him in that little bus trailer for a couple more appearances just to build him up, I guess. And then when he finally debuts, it'll be a big deal. But it won't be as big of a deal because, you know, Corona. All right, last thing. Sting's a debut on AEW and his potential feud slash mentorship to younger talent could be Darby Allen, could be someone else, but right now it's looking like Darby Allen. Now, as of this recording, he's done two appearances. The first one, it's like it was like pure nostalgia. You know, you got Tony Schimmel, not Tony Schimmel, that's a ring announcer. Uh, the other Tony that is along this with JR on commentary. He did the whole, you know, oh, it's Sting thing. And Sting's, uh, gosh, I really got to stop saying, uh, in the long pauses. I know that can get annoying. I'm working on that. Sting st stared down Arn Anderson, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Reynolds, Dusty Rhodes. Gold Dust, for those who don't know, and Darby Allen. And that's where it ended for that episode. The next episode, he came back. He gave Tony a hug, and like Cody was like talking to him, and it felt, I don't know, it felt odd. Like maybe it's just me, but when the way Cody was talking to him, the not so much the words. He said, but the way he delivered them, it just felt really odd to me. I don't know, man. It just, it was really weird. And people are saying, oh, he's not going to wrestle. He is going to wrestle. Well, he's got a record, a wrestle, win-lose record, win-lose-draw record. Apparently, he is going to wrestle. I just hope it's where he can wrestle safely. I don't want him doing a freaking ladder match. You know, jumping off of ladders and shit. You know, I like I like Sting as much as the next guy, but like Undertaker, I'm more worried about his health than you know us getting a good match out of him. I just hope he does it safely, like a tag or you know, like a, a what, what do you call him now? A cinematic a cinematic match. Hopefully, you know, stuff doesn't get bad for Sting because I remember watching him take that buckle bomb from Seth Rollins and I knew something was wrong I just didn't know what the way he acted alright you guys thank you very much for listening I greatly appreciate it and uh, yeah oh by the way not long after this recording which is Sunday night I'm going to be doing a live well, hopefully live if my internet doesn't shit on me. I'm going to be doing a live uh, broadcast of me playing Diablo 3. I'm going to try and do a speed run with my modded um, Demon Hunter through the main story. Now, modded, I've got extremely powerful gear. I can go up against the strongest characters they have and take them out with a snap of my fingers. So I just want to see how fast I can get it done. So if you guys are interested in that, feel free to click on my YouTube channel that is linked in my on my Twitter page. My Twitter page is Ring Falcon Brand. You know, yeah, Ring Falcon Brand. That's just it. 
All right, guys, thank you very much. I will see you guys next Monday with more wrestling news and more bullshit. Have a nice night or day wherever you are. Bye-bye.